The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and this show is a little bit about the game we had in London, England. You bet your ass, baby. We might have got beat, but we didn't get beat as fans. Welcome to the show, 418. On today's show, the post game for <laughs> Squish the Fish. Really? We went to London, made a mark. You guys saw it. I was there. I'm going to tell you about it. Coach Allen released from a cannon. I think at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, we got to do a better job of being more consistent. <laughs> That's right. Tony Sperano, Sperano, however you want to say it, is now interim coach. We definitely need to hit on that. And a massive cry out from the Raider Nation, almost in unison. Dear John. Gruden, that is. Chucky. <laughs> Rumors are circulating yet again. We're definitely going to hit on that. And then the bone line is off the chain. This is going to be a long show, folks. Sit back, relax, have a drink, or whatever. Here we go. Before I start, the NFL has changed a league rule that has been in force for a long-ass time. There will be no longer blackouts because of lack of attendance. That is all. The post game for the Dolphins versus the Raiders in London. A home game. Fan freaking test. Well, before I get into the X's and O's, let me get right to the most important part, really. The important part was, first of all, the people of London. Amazing. Second of all, and not to be diminished by any degree, the Crusader Raider, Keith Smith, Danny Lopez, promoter, those two guys, and Danny's brothers, there were some other people that were involved here. I'm sure I'm forgetting all the names, but let me say this. The Raider Nation was accepted with open arms incredibly by these two individuals and the group, the UK Black Hole. I just can't even thank them enough for a fantastic, never-forgetting memorial to a trip that was epic. And epic is really an understatement. The Raider Nation came big time, thousands of fans from the United States, all over the country, and the the <laughs> the turnout was awe-inspiring. London accepted us with open arms. It was amazing. The London bus trips, the party before, uh, Belinikoff, uh, uh we had we had Belinikoff there, Ted Hendricks was there. Lincoln Kennedy up in the house. 
JT the Brick, and it wasn't like they were separated from the crowd. They were up amongst the Raider Nation. We were having a great time, great conversation. It was amazing. It was freaking magical. I had such a wonderful time, and I must thank my host family, Keith Smith, the Crusader Raiders, Sarah, Kelly, Carrie, and Billy. (laughs) They were so gracious to me. If I didn't thank them right now on this show, that would be a shame. So thank you so very much. It actually was just like being in my own home. That's how I felt, and I got to say that. Events throughout the entire week were were just incredible. Uh, I just can't say how popular football is in Europe. It's amazing. Uh, This game actually uh, started out with people coming to me, uh, thankful for the podcast, by the way, and I appreciate everyone who, who got to me and people who didn't, by the way. But I'll say this for sure. The Raider Nation lives in England in Scotland, and and the continent, I'll tell you right now. The other thing that was amazing, uh, amazing to me, is these fans, a lot of them haven't ever seen the Raiders ever in their life. 25 years, 30-year fans, 15-year fans, new fans, never have seen the team in person. And how we take it for granted that we get to drive an hour and see this team right there at the Coliseum. Now, let's get to this debacle on a day when you couldn't hope for a better environment a full house 83 plus thousand fans mostly Raider fans in the house beautiful weather a home game for the Oakland Raiders at a moment when the Raiders could come out and show who they were they came out and ran the ball and threw the ball for a touchdown in the first quarter, (laughs) fooling everybody in the entire country, actually in the entire world, into thinking that we had a possibility of winning. I remember uh, Nick, a very good fan and friend of the show, said to me right then, looks good for us. And I looked at him, I said, it's a 60-minute game. Let's just see where we're going. It looks good for now. And then the team took the royal crap on the field, (laughs) to coin a phrase. And I can't even tell you how disappointed. Well, I don't need to tell you. You are disappointed. We're all disappointed. It was not only a bad football game. It was an ugly football game. It was an embarrassing football game. And it left a very bad taste in everyone's mouth. And here's the worst part for me as a Raider fan. I felt bad for those fans who waited so very long for this moment. I felt bad that they saw such terrible football out of a team that they so hold so high. But you know the reaction of the Raider fan there in London? I'll tell you right now. Check this. Oh, no, no, no. It was okay. At least I got to see the Raiders. At least I got to see my team. Now, that to me is amazing. And here's another amazing thing. This game that was a home game taken away from us was not a waste in any stretch of the imagination. Anyone who said, oh, they took a game away from us. 
really needs to sit down with a good psychiatrist because, listen, the Raider Nation is worldwide. London hosted us with pride, with poise, and with open arms. Thank you, London, England, from Raider Greg and the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm sure I speak for the entire Raider Nation who went on this trip. I will tell you this. Thank you for a fabulous time. And that is all I have to say about that. Hey, Tony, forget about it. Hey, the new coach of the Oakland Raiders, interim that is, Tony Sperano. Just when they thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> well, what happened to Allen? Yeah, well, they released him out of a cannon. Not that I need to do it, but we got to talk about why Allen was fired right away. Because it has a lot to do with the general manager, who I don't think should make another draft pick ever for the Oakland Raiders. But Allen was let go because, you know, he was trying to make a steak dinner with Liva. That's what he got from Reggie McKenzie. And 10 straight losing games and 0-4 start of the season. And everyone calling for his ass. Reggie had to do something to try to save, well, his own ass, really. And so he did. He made Tony Sperano the logical and most logical uh, replacement for <laughs> Allen. Funny how he was right there at the right time, someone who had already coached before, and he was the assistant coach, and bada-bing, bada-bum, there he is. Now he is a head coach of the Raiders in turn. Now I want you to listen very closely to Reggie McKenzie in this uh, press conference because he's a, a buffoon, really. I mean, he's a, probably a very nice guy, seems to be a nice man, but in this position, it is way over his head. He looked like a nervous nanny. He didn't have any confidence, no poise, no control, no sign of real confidence in this move. He is a man that's looking like his ass is on fire. Check it out. If you guys would like to ask a question, please raise your hand. Billy Aaron will find you. Please state your name and who you're with. Henry Wolford with Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. Hi, Henry. Coach, congratulations for your promotion. Thanks. I've got a question for you and mm -hmm. Mr. McKenzie. After an 0-4 start, do you think the Raiders can finish the season with a respectable record? And Mr. McKenzie, part two, if not, do you regret bringing Dennis Allen back for a third season? First of all, uh, we're here, uh, first and foremost, in the Raider organization to win championships. And in order to do that, you have to win games, period. And um, the start of this season was not uh, the way we, we wanted to go. Now, regrets, uh, uh, not at all. Going into this all season, we had a plan. And... Uh, and after these four, first four games, that plan did not materialize. Yeah, from my end, you know, the goal from day one and the objective set forward here uh, was, was not to win 
games. It was to win championships and to put ourselves in position to do that. And the only way I know how to do that is in order to be able to do that, you got to get yourself into the tournament. And that looks like it's far away, and it looks like it's a big mountain to climb right now. And we put ourselves in a position that's pretty hard. Uh, obviously not ideal. But uh, doable? Yeah, everything's doable. It really is. And, uh, you know, I've been part of those turnarounds before. And, you know, I have the utmost confidence that uh, in our players here and our coaches here that uh, we can get this thing turned around. I really do. So uh, answer your question is yes. Tim Kalakami, San Jose Mercury News. Uh, Reggie, it's always been clear that Dennis Allen was your guy. Mark Davis has made that clear. You were his guy. Dennis was your guy. If he's fired after an 0-4 start, how much of this is your failure? Well, a lot of it uh, rides on me. You know, that's I brought Dennis in to, to – uh, to win championships here, uh, and to win, period, and uh, that did not materialize. And, and the way the season uh, began uh, through these first four games, uh, uh, we had to make a change, and so that that falls on that falls on me. Rick Tittle with ninety-five-seven. The game, coach. With uh, you being an offense guy and with Tarver still here, why should Raider fans expect the defense to change or get better in any way? Well, I think one of the things is that, you know, again, uh, yes, I'm an offensive guy, uh, but my background as a head coach uh, before has forced me to learn the defensive side of the ball and know the defensive side of the ball, so it's not something that, that is foreign to me in any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, and philosophies are different. You know, different people have different philosophies, and you know, uh, we know uh, at this point in time, or we are in the evaluation stage at this point in time of what we've done well and what we need to do well, okay, and what we're not doing well. So, uh, we'll go back up there and we'll talk about those things. Okay? And uh, you know, we need to make sure that we're asking our football players here. Okay, as coaches, okay, to do the things that they do best. Okay? And we have some good football players here, a lot of them. They do a lot of good things. So we need to let them do what they do best. And that's going to be a big part uh, of my push going forward. You know, make no mistake about it, Reggie was just asked the question, we're all responsible. Okay? This isn't one man's responsibility. We're all responsible. We all had a hand in this. Okay? And, you know, it's a shame it came to this, but it did. Hey, so now we have to move forward. And nothing, nobody's going to feel sorry for you in this business. So it's time for us to move forward. We'll move forward, and uh, we'll continue to get better, and things will change, and our football team will get better. Uh, Josh Chibat with Associated Press. Reggie, do you believe the roster that you put together this offseason is one that can win? It's good enough to win in the NFL? And if, and if so, why did it not work with Dennis? But first of all, yes, I do believe uh, what we put together this all season uh, was a roster that could win. Um, now, you can, you know, I'm not going to get into all the particulars of why it didn't work uh, uh, for Dennis, but the bottom line is it didn't work uh, for whatever reason. Um, 
the not only the 0 and 4 start, but uh, our play uh, did not represent uh, what we were capable of, and that, you know, and that that's that's the uh, that's the bottom line. John Middlecoff, 95.7 The Game. Reggie, you said that you called Dennis last night to relieve him of his position. Was that a decision solely on your part, a mutual decision with you and Mark Davis, or a Mark Davis decision to you, then you had to deliver? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's my decision. It's my job uh, to make those decisions, like with every decision that I make, um, whether it's signing a player, uh, drafting uh, the players. I run, I always talk to my boss, this is what I'm this is what I want to do. That's what you do in this business. And uh, so I let I let Martin Davis know what I want to do. And uh, you know, and then that's when I went ahead and made the decision. Reggie, obviously you have a, a new coach there, but he is an intern. Um, does the coaching search begin immediately? And are you authorized? To, will you hire the next coach? First answer, last yes, I will hire the next coach. Uh, now, who that is, uh, I'm focused on today. I'm focused on our next game, and I'm focused on Coach Pirano. Uh, and that's that's what I'm about right now. Uh, I want to win this next game, and, I, and that's that's what I'm looking at now. As far as uh, coaching search and all that, uh, I'll uh, I'll leave that up uh, to later. Uh, I'll, revisit that uh, but right now all my focus is on the Oakland Raiders right now and being led by Coach Pirano. Dave Del Grande from Sports Exchange Reggie uh, in the grand scheme of things how much has this 0-4 start and the firing of the coach set the Raiders back <coughs> or has it set it back at all? Well 0-4 is 0-4 so um or there's set back or not, it's 0-4. And, and I, and I want to get off of that old record, you know. I want to win some games, all right? That, that's where we are now. Um, it's time to get this, uh, get this thing right and, and start moving in the direction uh, that we should be into. And uh, that's, that's where we're headed now. Um, so... Uh, oh and four, yeah. yeah. That's that's not what we want. So we gonna get that thing straight. Uh, J.R. Stone with Cron Four News. Tony, what do you think is the biggest problem with this Raiders football team right now? Looking at it, honestly, uh, uh, and I'll, I don't mind answering that question, and I don't mind them hearing it before. I tell it to them. Uh, I think the biggest problem right now is that they forgot how to win. Hey, and you know you can fall into that trap. Hey, there's plenty of excuses out there right now, a lot of them. Hey, and I say this with all due respect, you guys will have them lined up a mile long. Hey, there's a lot of excuses out there. Hey, and we're not going to use those excuses. And as soon as we taste, and we will taste, okay, what it feels like to win, okay, that's how change happens. Okay. There's a lot of teams in this league that are front-running teams. Okay. 
and they taste it a little bit and then they want more and they want more and they want more okay our guys need to taste that i think that's probably the biggest problem i mean they played their hearts out you know two weeks ago down there in new england and and we came up and we came up short we didn't win and uh you know that's the kind of game that we need to be able to win you know, we need to win one of those kind of games and, and see that snowball and, and, and turn things around. That's what I've been part of, okay? I know it's possible, okay? And it's something that we're going to, you know, we're going to work real hard to get done here. Malika Babano with the Oakland Post. Uh, Reggie, after the team went 4-12 and for two seasons, at what point did it become a sense of urgency for you that you know a change needed to happen? And or was the timing right just with the team going over to London coming into a bye week? Well, uh, going four and 12, uh, this past off season was all focus was getting better, uh, getting better uh, personnel wise and just uh, trying to add the right kind of players. We feel like we did that. Now, going 0 and 4, um, the way we went 0 and 4, it was time to make a change, um, whether it was. In London, it, it doesn't matter. It, it was time. Um, so, to answer your question, it, it's soon after the game. You know, uh, you know the thoughts uh, start to start to come at that point. Reggie, Omar Ruiz, NFL Network. Did any of your conversations with Mark indicate sort of what? what you will need to do to, to keep your job status and keep your security to, to, to ensure that you will be the next general manager to hire the next coach here? No, the conversation with me and Mark is, is, is focused on the here and now. You know, you're talking about, about trying to get this team uh, headed in the right direction, headed the right way. Now, as far as my job, we're, we're not talking about that. You said you had a good conversation with with Coach Allen. Uh, what, what was his reaction? And, and well, obviously disappointed, you know. Obviously disappointed, and uh, that he didn't get that he didn't get it done, you know. He uh, he was prideful that way, and, you know. That was you know that was my I, I picked him, you know. So there was some some disappointment there. So. What was the process like in, in bringing, bringing Tony in? Did, did you interview any other candidates, or was, was he your guy the no, whole time? No, no. I talked to uh, – my intentions was to talk to Coach Verano, make sure we were on the same uh, wavelength. And um, he was hired as an assistant head coach for a reason. And I just wanted to make sure his focus was uh, in line with what my thoughts were. Henry Wolford with Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. Mr. McKenzie, is coaching, in your opinion, the main reason why the Raiders are winless right now? No, it's, you can't put it on, on one thing. It, it's a lot, you know. Uh, that's from the top down from me on down to everyone. You know, practice squad players, we all got to get better. And that's, uh, that's what I'll focus on right now is to get better each day. And, uh, and I think Coach Sperano is demanded to help us with that. Reggie, just follow up on a couple of your answers there. When you say you will be the guy hiring the next coach, is that your belief or has Mark told you that? 
like I said before, uh, I have not. I'm not going to get into me down the line. You know, it's 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 not about uh, uh, what I'm going to do in the future. Um, my job is to lead this team. Uh, look, look for our next uh, interim head coach. Look for our coach for the future. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that unless I'm told otherwise. Do you believe your job is on the line the final 12 games? I always believe that. Until, I, until I'm winning, until I'm playing in the championship, that's going to always, you know, I'm going to always bust my tail until I get to that championship. Period. So I work every day like it's my job is on the line. That's just the way I am. No one, ha no one has to tell me my job is on the line. No one. So let's talk about the situation now. Reggie uh, got a five-year contract when he started his job, so the likelihood of him leaving right away is nil. Allen had a four-year contract, and of course the Raiders are going to have to pay him for his last year unless the projector comes out. That's a fact. I don't think there'll be buffoonery like that. I don't think Mark really has it in him. Can Sperano succeed? Absolutely. He can change the culture. He could change the offense, which needs to be changed a great deal. I don't know why Greg Olson is still here. Maybe they'll make him a towel boy. They have to pay him for the rest of the year. Maybe they'll hand him a freaking mop. That's what he's been doing, uh, mopping up shit off the field that was actually produced by him. So. Long story short, I do think the offense will improve a great deal. I think that maybe the entire team will improve because if one end of the team improves, usually if the offense kicks it up, the defense will improve as well. He still has Tarver, which I think is still a pretty good coach. Uh, I think that maybe Tarver will be able to do a little more uh, with this defense, uh, maybe with the support of Tony Sperano. Uh, and the heavy muscle that this guy brings. Now, here's an interesting thing. You know, on a side note, I got to go on a rant. I'm going to say it right now. Listen, I have been perplexed for a long time why Reggie McKenzie got rid of our young talent when, in his own words, he's going to build through the draft. Drafting is the number one priority. We need to get guys in here from the draft to build this team, and then he quietly releases our young talent. We can argue about that all day long, but it's the truth and replace them with guys that really aren't going to be here next year. Why would you do something like that? If you're trying to build, construct a team, he deconstructed real good. My long-term long-term goal was to research and identify a general manager to lead the Raider organization into the future. I consulted with Ron Wolf to help me identify potential candidates, one of which was Reggie McKenzie. So for three months, I did extensive research into all the potential candidates for the job. But early on, I recognized that Reggie McKenzie was the man I was looking for to lead the Raiders into the future. We met with John Madden for about six hours and reached an agreement that Reggie would become the general manager of the Oakland Raiders. After the meeting, I texted Reggie that my father used to say, the greatness of the Raiders is in its future. Reggie, the future is now. Ladies and gentlemen, Reggie McKenzie. Uh. 
Thank you. Uh, the legacy of the Raiders is steeped in tradition. But with all things, there comes a time when change is necessary. And for the Raiders, the time is now. The Raider organization, with respect and deference for all of its tradition and history, is about to embark on a new era. I'm proud to be in leadership to moving this organization into the new era. Well, here's my theory. I'm throwing it out there because I think it's true. You know, the, Mark Davis doesn't own crap. His mother does. His mother owns the team. His mother's sole owner. When she passes on, now let's heaven forbid that, but she's uh, she's got some uh, infirmities. Trust me, she's along in years, and it could happen. But when she does, the team will go to Mark, of course, but he's got to pay a tax, a transfer tax. Same thing happened to the Bills. It's going to be $200 million or more. Uh, amazing amount of money. He's got to come up front with that money, and I just don't think he has it, and I don't think he wants it. When did you hear Mark Davis's name? Did you ever hear it while I was alive? Did you ever see him up in the box? Maybe a few times, but not very often. Not like, you know, the Jones family uh, in there in Dallas, Texas, or the Crafts up there with their whole family in there. That's not how it was here in Oakland. The only time you ever heard about Mark was when Al passed on. You know, obviously he's going to be getting the team and running it, but it wasn't like he was groomed like those other franchises, that other family. Trust me. My theory here is Mark's trying to sell the team. He tried to sell a team in Texas. He tried to sell a team in Los Angeles. But the real big money is waiting until he has to sell the team. That way they could get a decent price. Which leads me to the reason why we're so shitty. I believe that Reggie's doing exactly what Mark wants. I believe that's why we didn't spend all that cap money last year, and that's why we have one-year players, and that's why we got rid of those guys who wouldn't be in long-term contracts. Think about it. If you're going to sell your house, would you put brand-new uh, marble and gold trim and whatever? No, you'd slap some paint on it, put some carpet in it, and sell it. Well, that's what Mark's doing, I think. But really, it doesn't matter. I'm really a Raider. We're all Raiders. Whatever happens is going to happen. Let's just hope that this situation cures itself. Mark sells a team or finds some type of investor that's going to help him with this team. We can get moving on with a new stadium and at least do one thing. Win some freaking games for crying out loud. And that is all I have to say about that. Dear John, usually it's a letter from a sweetheart to someone far, far away saying, I'm out. In this case, it's the Raider Nation saying, John, come back home, baby. As in any time since he's left, Every time there's a coaching issue here in Oakland, the name John Gruden arises out like a phoenix <laughs> right out of the ashes and everybody clamors for his name only to be disappointed yet again. 
Well, things might be changing in Oakland. Yes, John wants to coach again, but he's not a 33-year-old coach anymore, and he has other responsibilities. But the time is coming. He is a competitor. I do believe that it could be an intriguing situation here in Oakland. It would be a great bonus if he came in as GM or hired a GM like Bruce Allen, remember, to help him pick players. And then, and only then, will the Raiders regain some respect, some attention, well-deserved, and people willing to come here to coach and to play. Some may say John has lost the knack for the NFL. I don't see how he could. He's in the booth every Monday. He's very smart, very articulate, and the thing that I think is magical about him is he has the attention of every player, and I think on this team, it wouldn't take much for him to inspire greatness, and he knows how to get there. It's said that it cost a million, $8 million to bring him here. I think that the team would raise in value far more than that just on the announcement that it's a possibility. This was the topic of discussion on 95.7 The Game with Greg Papa. Check it out. All right. uh, The Gruden rumors have already started. Uh, Mike Silver uh, said that an emotional connection still exists between Gruden and the Raiders. Uh, There there have been overtures, even uh, that Mark Davis is prepared to spend a lot of money because that's what it would take to pry him out of the booth and back to Oakland. How much are we talking? $10 million? The Raiders even have ten million. Would you give Gruden ten million? Would you Who's give the highest paid control? coach in the league? Who is now? Not Sean Carroll. Payton. Yeah, Bill Belichick. They're in the high. They're in the eight. What are they in the eight nine range? Nobody's making ten. The issue would be: Do you give him complete personnel control, which I think he would insist on? That's why he left to start with him and Ale are butting heads when he went to Tampa and he brought Bruce in. Um. You know what? I I think that John will coach again. And I think he will coach the Raiders again. I do. Uh, Well, I... I, We've been... When... It was Mike Tirico's birthday. I told you this story. We were at Ricky's. What year was it? Jamarcus was the quarterback. He played Washington the next day and got trampled. Arakbo had like four sacks. Whatever year that was. Embarrassing night. No, that was Mike. Well, he was in town for his birthday. That was a Niner game. <laughs> Actually, I think they was that they may have been in town playing that game. Then there was a Monday night game. That's when the lights went out. That yeah, was San Francisco. I don't know. Pittsburgh. That was Pittsburgh when Ben had a bad yeah, knee. Anyway, uh Al was still alive and he made several comments to me that night. Talked to the old man, loved to come back, and you know, Willie Brown. Everybody was there. Jack Tatum. Great night. And he uh Went on and on about coming back and finishing the job. and But, you know, I'm sure... One thing about John, he's a little like George Bush. Right, he likes to tell you... What Wherever he is, he's yeah, from. Exactly. Like every city you go to. He grew up in Tampa. He grew up in Pittsburgh. He loves the Niners. Notre Dame's his dream job. Right. And he's just like, well, how many Johns are there? Right. Like, would you have like eight childhoods? So, but I, there, he does have an affinity for the Raiders. There's no question. He spoke, you know, but he left. He did leave. And then that offseason, Al was mad that we had that deal with John. He was mad. He was hurt. We didn't. He didn't talk to me for a while. He picked me out. Willie Brown, Fred Bolitnikoff, Tom Flores, Jim Otto, they're all there. And he's a picture of me and John. He was mad. He didn't talk for a few months. But anyway, we, he let it go. But then, uh, 
one day he called me, Al Davis, and said, uh, guess who called me? I said, who? He said, John Gruden. He wants to come back. And he said, he called him twice. Because Al, Al's like that. He'll call him. He won't return your phone call and make you call him a second time. Uh, and he said, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I forgot who he hired. It may have been Cable. I don't know. The years all run together. Right. I think it was when he was getting rid of Cable, bringing Hugh in. or I think it was Cable one more year and he hired you to be the OC. Uh, he thought about it. But the point is, Al's gone. Uh, I think John would do it uh, if it's the right situation. Uh, and as far as, you know, I've heard rumors every off season since Mark has owned the team and Al passed that he reached out to John to coach the team. And I've heard it from people, you know, at ESPN, where it would have to go to. Uh, but it would have to be, I mean, you're talking about lining up the Ducks, which is total control. It would, his well, belief maybe in okay. if Derek Carr was, I mean, he would want a situation where he had his quarterback he just, in place. Well, he, has to, he has to look, well, I, see, this is why I don't think, uh, he loves the Raiders. He does. That was his first head coaching job. You know, he, he did he did good things in Philadelphia, but his, his notoriety, he won a Super Bowl with Tampa, but that was Tony Dungy's team. It was a defensive team. He got the offense percolating and they ran the table, as we all know. But he started with the Raiders. It's just, I, I I don't know if I would advise either side to do it. John's not the same 33-year-old guy that I all lured away from Philly. There's a lot of changes. The league has changed. He has kept up. Uh, his offense was hot and cold. Uh, I, 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 and for more importantly, I think... As much as he loves the image of coming back and resurrecting this franchise, and I think he does, can he win here? Can he really win here well, with the amenities here? Right. The stadium situation. Now the players. I mean, could, look, I don't care he, how good of a coach you are. He, he, you he would be the, the one argument for bringing him in. And I, you know, I could make an argument that other football coaches would be better for calling plays. I like I like John. I I, believe, I love the guy. He's a great guy. He's captivating. Uh, he could work the locker room. He's older now. He's not, you know, when he was coaching, he was younger than Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. He could recruit. And Rich Gannon. And now he's... Couldn't he's, he recruit free agents when well, they come uh, yeah, here because yeah, he was here? Well, I mean, he he, met you young. have to do that just in spots. It's just little, you know, accents. Yeah, but he would add credibility to the organization that it greatly lacks right now. We've talked you about need f- to win. I mean, yes, he would He would help the ca- the franchise value be better. He'll help you get a stadium. he do all that. Can he win? And does he feel he can win here? So um, I think he will coach again. I He's pretty much told me that after his his oldest boy, when he graduates high school, is the theory, uh, that he will that he will coach again. And you can sort of tell it in his commentary, where in the beginning he was really reluctant to criticize anybody because I thought he wants to come back and coach. There was a time in the middle where he got really much more honest. Now he's going back the other way a little bit where he's couching his thoughts a little like, I can't crucify that guy because I may have to coach that slap. Yep. So he, there's a little bit to him where I I, I think he will coach again. And it's and walking away from Monday Night Football is hard. He's but, a star. But he's, he's a competitor. I, I don't think it's quite enough for him. He likes to compete. He wants to. He retired too young. You know, I, Dick Vermeil walked away young, came back. And won a Super Bowl. Maybe he could be Dick Vermeil. 
Uh, you know, I don't think he's John Madden where he's going to walk away because John didn't like to travel, and that just ate him up. So he could never come back. I think uh, John Gruden will coach in the NFL again. I really believe that. And I think he would like to coach the Raiders again. I think the Raiders would like to have him coach the Raiders again. But can you put it all together and make it work where he really believes he can win here? And we uh, Can he win here? Can he win? Is it the same? It's hard. I mean, it's, it's, can he go back in time and bring him in? He's not the same guy. But he just had his 50th birthday, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a different guy than when he walked in in 98. Oh, by the way, Peyton and Carroll both make $8 million at Topson, so you're talking 10 plus million. What? what? You're looking at. He's not getting more than them. He's, that's, I think, if you got to take 7.9999999999 and an open tab at Ricky's. There was a very thin chance that it could happen, but if it did, I think that all of us would have a collective sigh of relief. I believe John could bring in the coaches that would be make a difference, and I think that this team would jump up to a whole new level of play if he walks into the building, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the Bone Lock. Right here on the Raider Nation podcast, getting the voice of the Raider Nation, the international Raider Nation for sure. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the Bone Line. Don't forget, www.raidernationpodcast.com, where you get every bit of news you need on the Oakland Raiders. Thanks to Randy and his hard and diligent work, the site is awesome. All right, so who is the first caller of the show? We got a bunch on this show for show. What's up? Raider Joe from Maryland. What's going on, my brother? Yeah, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's up? This is Joel calling out of Maryland. Been thinking listening to all the podcasts, doing some reading online, and everything is apparent. Everybody wants Dennis Allen gone, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Now, there's also a story that Tony Sperano is rumored to be the backup plan, which I I think I agree with. I know when he was in in Miami, I think they still beat us all the time. But he's kind of creative. I don't know if he was calling plays or doing, you know, a lot of the offensive work as, as far as like play calling and scheming go. But I, I think I like him, you know, potentially. And I don't know about long term, but we definitely can't keep picking up these Rudy Poot ass motherfucking coaches, first timers, nothing. We need to get a proven coach that is a fucking badass. No more cocksucking waste of time coaches like Dennis Allen, no more freaking Jason Tarvers. We, we just can't do it. We need to get somebody that's proven that can work with Carr, that can work with our offense, our players and everything else. That's all I got to say. Love the show. Bye. First thing, we have to ride the rest of the season out, see what Sperano does. Tony, Tony. And then... We'll see what happens with the coaching ranks. I do believe that not until the organization becomes stable, <laughs> we won't get anybody worth a crap, and that's a fact. 
And our next caller is Samuel the Metal Raider. What's up, brother? Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, all of my brothers and sisters in the Raider Nation. This is Samuel the Metal Raider. Uh, long time, not long time listener. You know, I just I caught on to the podcast last year, and I've been listening to it ever since. First time calling, uh, and I had to call after hearing uh, you, Raider Greg, talk to the dude in the radio station from Texas talking all that shit about Raider fans and all the misconceptions that we're a bunch of ignorant criminals that that just don't know any better. And it, oh, God, it really pisses me off. And it's not just that guy. You know, I hear it everywhere. We all hear it. And uh, it just pisses me off. You know, there's we're, a lot, we're good, decent, hardworking people. And we just because we like the Raiders, well, obviously we're you know we're worthless or some shit like that. It just fucking boils my blood. Anyways, I just had a. Um, I'm glad you put him in his place, even though he you know still thinks what he said is true. Um. Anyways, I want to take too much time, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, we're having a tough season again. Um. Hopefully we can uh stop the fucking run because Jesus Christ, we're getting. Ran the fuck over. Um, anyways, I love the podcast. Keep it up. You know, I'm going to be listening as long as it's there. Um, take care, and hopefully we can get one in Foxborough. Hopefully. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. I think we all know about that uh, Houston radio station DJ. He's a shock value kind of guy. But, you know, after the end, after my call him the second time, I think he realized that he was making a big mistake Point a finger at the Raider Nation. I think he was surprised at the reaction. I'm sure he got a few emails and phone calls. So he backed way down. Good for him. And you know what? The Raider Nation, if you're in it, you know it. And that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, Raider Garrett from Missoula, Montana. What is happening up there, man? I know it's starting to get a little chilly. Raider Nation, what is going on? This is Raider Garrett from Missoula, Montana. The day before the uh, London game, we're playing the Dolphins. You know, I've still got a bad taste in my mouth from week two in that game against the Texans. That will showed up a little bit against the Patriots. Uh, not enough, though. And, you know, Derek Carr got played through that weird interception there at the end to kind of seal the deal. But I don't know where this team is going. I don't understand what all this moves he made in the offseason were. You know, there's just, like you said a few weeks ago on the podcast, there's just no drive and no passion on this team whatsoever. Everything is lackluster. The only guy I see out there giving a damn is Derek Carr. And I don't want to see us do what we've done to so many other quarterbacks and basically lay this pile of shit on their lap and then blame them for it. So come next year, we're back to square one, no quarterback, a shitty wide receiver core, and a couple of running backs that can't seem to get the ball more than three yards down the field. You know, the defense definitely looked a little bit better against the Patriots. I like to see all the pressure we put on Brady. I hope we can do the same thing to Tannehill. You know, I definitely don't think their O-line is uh, impressive by any means, but... You know, it's the Patriots. I thought we were going to just get worked. So, you know, a little, little glimmer of hope there. But we'll see how tomorrow treats us. And, you know, my my guess on the game is uh, Raiders 14, Dolphins 28. I hate to say it, but well, hopefully they'll prove me wrong and uh, 
We'll be back uh, week five. All right. Go Raiders. Well, you got part of it right. Raiders 14, <laughs> Dolphins 40. An unbelievable beatdown, which I'm sure you realize by now. Coach is gone. There's some changes, but really, it has to start at the very top. Mark Davis needs to figure something out and make it snappy. <laughs> Thanks for the call. And next, the passionate yet reserved. <laughs> Not really. Pennsylvania Raider, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's up, nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. I'm going to try to keep my verbiage PG here because I have my daughter right here. 38 unanswered points. At least that's what it's at right now. It's in the third quarter. Oh, man. I saw I saw the nation rocking in London. On the television, there were so many people. Raider Greg, I actually saw you, you crazy bastard, right before the opening uh, kickoff, rocking the fire hat, man. You looked like you were having a blast. Looked like the whole nation was having a blast. We go all the way over there, represent our country, our team, all the way over to London, and this is what we give the nation in London. Unbelievable. On the plane ride back, throw Dennis Allen and Greg Olson out of the plane, dump them in the Atlantic, and get rid of them. Dennis Allen must go. He has lost his team. Olson has to go. If they don't make a change, we will, we will very well go 1-15. And now 1-15 is being very generous because the way we're looking right now, we might go defeated, an imperfect defeated season. So that's all I got. Nation, it's going to be a long season. Fire Dennis Allen. Peace out. The deed is done. He is gone. But I can't even imagine having Reggie McKenzie pick our next, next draft pick. If we pick the top two, you want him picking your player? Hell no. Bigger changes need to be made, brother. Thanks for the call. Yes, we do look pretty crappy. Next, we have Raider Red from Southern Illinois. What's going on, bro? Raider Greg. Hope the flight was good getting back across the pond. Just Raider Red down here in Southern Illinois. Watched another loss, number 10 in a row for us. Bad thing, horrible game. However, I think, I hope, and we can all pray, we can wave bye-bye to DA. Dennis Allen, you're gone. We'll bring in Tony. We'll bring in Greg Olson. Well, we can bring in the strength trainer. I don't care, but Dennis Allen, bye-bye. We lost Derek Carr. He's got a high ankle sprain. Hopefully that guy stays out and doesn't even try to come back this year. What's the point? Don't know how bad it is, but if it's bad enough, keep him out getting better and just suit up for next year. We'll just make the best and make do of what we can this year. So that's it from here. I mean, what else can you say? It's been a horrible four games for this season, but it says 10 in a row. But let's look at the bright spot. Dennis Allen's gone. I think Mark Davis is going to execute him quickly, and I will be happy about that. Hey, looking forward to the next 12 games this year. Win, lose, or tie, silver black till I die. Raider Matt, or sorry, Raider Red, and I'm out. Bye. Well, Allen wasn't the entire problem. Olsen is a huge problem. I think. Tony Sperano is going to fix the offense, make it much more potent, to say the least. That should help our defense. We'll see. 
But I'm glad Olsen ain't in charge because he blows ass. And next, one of my favorite callers. That's right, man. We got the man from the OC. We have HD Raider up in the house. What's up, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, uh, HD Raider out here in Orange County. Uh, watching the game today, um, you guys are well represented out there in London. Look good. You guys were very enthusiastic, very classy. You handled yourself well. A um, couple things I want to weigh in on. Um, you know, I want to talk about the negatives of what I've seen in the last two weeks or what's going on in Oakland because, you know, at this point, it doesn't even really matter. The bright spot is, is you have a – we have something in Derek Carr. I really think that he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. They just need to put him in the right hands, which means from – Top to bottom. I mean, you got to get a good GM. You got to get some coaches. You got to get a damn better play caller. The guy's very confident. He wants to be a waiter. He wants to be in this league. You can just see it in him, man. He just he just doesn't have the tools. He needs some playmakers around him. The only way that's going to come is Mark Davis. You got to go get better decision makers for your organization. Go get better decision makers. You got to get a confident GM. You got to get a confident head coach. I don't know who you're going to attract to come here because a lot of people don't want to come to Oakland because of the bullshit we've seen today on the field. It's just absolutely disgusting. But anyways, um, Randy, oh, I'm sorry, Greg, I saw you on TV, man. <laughs> We're sporting your white jersey with your fire helmet, man. You look cool. Anyways, um, I want to have everybody to chime in on what I had to say. Um, hopefully everybody had a good time and a safe trip back, okay? I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, man, the Raider Nation was huge, representing all over London. I mean, everywhere. And the tailgate they have out there, which is usually multi-teams, was a majority of silver and black. Well, man, you know, you said it first, uh, Mark Davis needs to sell the team. That's in my mind. And the only way we're going to get anybody to come here is if we get someone like Gruden. I hate to say it, but it's true. I mean, if he comes as a GM and has some assistance, at least it'll give our team some value, which right now... Looking pretty bleak, bro. Thanks for the call. Yes, it's not the way we wanted to start, but we got to keep moving forward. You know, brother. And next, my very good brother, Autumn Wind Williams. What's happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Autumn Wind Williams, giving y'all a holler. I know y'all hanging out right now in London. I wish I was out there uh, enjoying the fun with the Raider Nation. Today, though, the game wasn't that great. Instead of being in London, I was stuck at uh, at home, you know, celebrate my mom's birthday. And uh, she's a Raider fan as well. I have a brother that became a Niner fan on the off season. I had to deal with him with the heckling of the Raiders just fucking up on everything. And then watching the Niner game right after, I thought the Niners were going to at least lose. So I'd have a better day at least, but see what the fucking results that was. But, um, I was hoping by now I would hear something about the firing of Dennis Allen and Greg Olson. Still no word on that yet at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, that's another story. Anyway, I want to talk about um, how I still feel like Romanowski belonged on that coaching staff. Uh, I saw the look in his eyes when they asked 
asked him a question on um, post-game live. He had the same look in his eyes when I asked him at Raiderville uh, about two weeks ago. And he finally answered the question that he would accept being on the coaching staff. And I really think he would do a good job. I don't really care if it's at linebacker coach, defensive coach, or even a head coach. He said that would actually be an easier job, and I think it would. This guy has fire. He has passion. He's not only a commentator, like he said, he's a Raider fan. He doesn't want to see us to fail any games, and he knows what we need to put out there to produce some wins. Man, I'm just hoping we turn around and some kind of fucking miracle happens where we stop losing. And every last fucking 12 games will be a win to make it to the playoffs and and then some. I know that that's like a fairy tale. I'm still trying to be optimistic. It's kind of hard as fuck to be optimistic when you see the fucking results every single game. You're pumped up every single week. You're going by the all-in mantra. You're, you're going by the history of the greatness of the Raiders. It's within its future. You're putting on your silver and black. You listen to Hellsville. You listen to the Autumn Wind poem. You listen to all these hype songs that get us ready. And then you see the same as half as bullshit from the players and the coaching staff. Man, this shit got to change and they got to change now. I'm tired of fucking seeing the same results every single week, Greater Greg. I can't stand it no more. I'm out. Well, thanks for the call, man. And listen, none of us can stand it anymore, and we're all tired of it. But what can you do? You got to wait and see. Let's see if Sperano can put a spark in this team. Or maybe some people going to get some cement shoes, if you know what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is one of my very favorite, most articulate English fellows, the Surface Raider. What's happening, my friend? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Um, this is the Surface Raider, um, bruised the day after the uh, Wembley game. Um, that was pretty much the worst performance I've seen by a professional football team. It was horrific. Um, I think it's a, a tremendous shame for the guys who um, who put so much effort into getting over here to come and watch them that it wound up like that. Um, uh, great atmosphere, actually. It was great to see, uh, even after 12 years of, of very bad Raiders teams, uh, it was great to see such a big turnout, actually. Um, I think we uh, we, owned, we owned that one. Um, which was good to see. And it just goes to show that the Raiders have got a fantastic fan base over here, a uh, fan base that travels in numbers. Um, and at the moment, the guys who are standing on the field don't deserve the fans they've got. Um, it really was a, an appalling um, display. The way, the way the heads went down, as soon as, soon as things turned against us, um, without even wondering whether we get it back or not, there were players on that team who just zoned out completely. Um, the coaches have got to go. I've said this before, and, and that's just drawn a big, thick line under it. Um, this is their fault. Motivation comes down to coaching, um, and it's clearly not working there. Um, there are people standing out on that field in silver and black who don't know what it means to be Raiders. Um, the fact that they've got such a fantastic fan base, 
um, and such a loyal fan base is because they are standing on the shoulders of giants, um, the, the Raiders who've gone before them, the people who built this team. Um, Mark Davis now needs to bail this out and start turning it around in the right direction, but some people have got to go, quite a lot of people have got to go. Um, from the performance, that team needs gutting. Uh, a lot of the guys who brought in need to be shown the door immediately. Um, and I'd rather play, lose. I'd rather lose every game of the rest of the season with half a team of people who want to be there than watch that again. It was just, it was the lowest point I've experienced, I think, um, just watching a team give up like that. Anyway, that said, it was fantastic to see so many people. It was a great atmosphere. Um, it was a very special day, and well done to everybody who, who put the effort in to get over here, the guys who put the effort into organising stuff this end. Um, in the in the media over here, as far as anyone's concerned, there was only one team at this football game, and it was the Raiders. Um, and that speaks volumes. Anyway, um, onwards and upwards. Um, I, hope, I hope they fix our shiny new car, um, because he was one of the high points. And uh, hats off to Woodson. Now, that man's going to the Hall of Fame, just on effort. Anyway, um, things are going to get better, not with this team, but things will change, the changes will get better, it will go in the right direction and we'll be back. So Surface Raider, I'm out. Go Raiders! I couldn't have said it better myself. Very well said. I knew you would. Um, the team was an absolute lackluster turd, and they don't deserve the fan base. They do not deserve this fan base. And until they realize what they have, that goes to Mark Davis, the owner of the team, until he realizes the value that's in the fan base, he'll never get it. This team needs to win for the fans. The fans will turn around and make Mark billions of dollars. So until he figures it out, man, we're stuck with this. This year is a waste. Looking forward to next season. Let's hope Reggie does not pick our drafts next year. Thanks again, man. You're the best, brother. Our next caller is Mad Raider, number 32. And I think he's pissed. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Mad Raider, number 32. And, yes, I'm really mad. I, I can't believe that Dennis Allen is uh, still the head coach as of 7:10 Eastern Standard Time. Um, he's still the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, which I still cannot fathom. Um, I'm just on NFL.com right now. Uh, really frustrated as a fan. I'm seeing, I'm seeing us ranking dead last in rushing with just 61.5 yards a game, which is atrocious. Um, I'm looking at, uh, defensively in total defense, uh, the Oakland Raiders uh, rank 20th, uh, surprisingly, uh, but still not very good. Um, obviously, we rank pretty low also in uh, rushing yards given up per game, or 31st in that splendid little uh, category with 158 yards given up in just four games. Um, the Packers actually are 32nd with 176, but unlike the Raiders, the Packers have won games. I don't know where we can go from here. I think Dennis Allen should be canned. I think he needs to be canned as soon as possible. Uh, I, I would hope by uh, tomorrow morning we'll have some news that Dennis Allen uh, is no longer the head coach. 
Granted, there are a few players saying that that would mean that the season is over, but at 0-4, how many teams have come back from that and made the playoffs? Uh, Not many. Um, The Dallas Cowboys come to mind from many moons ago when they had uh, three Hall of Famers on offense, which the Oakland Raiders do not possess. It's just been a really frustrating, frustrating four games. It's just sad to see that the team, in my opinion at least, doesn't appear to be any better uh, than it has been in the last, you know, four to five years, minus, of course, uh, the eight and eight seasons that Hugh Jackson and Tom Cable put together. Kind of makes me really regret letting Hugh Jackson go, uh, but that's hindsight, obviously. Uh, but Dennis Allen was not the right choice. Uh, I can see that now. Um, I was not a big supporter to begin with, but to be perfectly frank, hopefully his ass will be fired tomorrow morning. That's all I got to say. Peace. Yeah, man, this is very reminiscent of the 06 season with Archell. A tragedy for sure. Every game painful and some more painful than others. And this is where we are this season. We have to put up with this shit (laughs) at least four games. Oh, my gosh. A nightmare, as you stated, with the the stats, of course. Well, let's hope that Tony's Barano. Let's hope that Tony, Tony, Tony can turn things around, man. We'll see. But we got another losing season, and we will get a high draft pick faux show. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is the Nebraska Raider. Sounds pretty up. Let's see what's happening. What's going on, man? Raider Nation, this is Nebraska Raider calling in. Hey guys, I just I was watching the uh, I was watching the Raiders Miami game over in London, and I just had to say, man, it, it, I saw Raider Greg and the Crusader Raider back there. Um, at, at the beginning of the game, when they showed uh, when they showed Murphy back there trying to Murray back there trying to uh, on the opening kickoff, and I saw Raider Greg with his fireman hat, and I saw the Crusader Raider right there, and the, just the look on your guys' eyes, <laughs> it was just priceless, man. You guys were just I could tell you just having a blast, guys, and and you guys are truly Raider Nation. And to see everybody that 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 lives in Oakland and in California out there, and basically what we made the black hole is awesome to see you guys out there. And you know, I just wish I had the funds to go out there and do that, but unfortunately, I don't. So maybe one day. But um, I I just gotta say it was awesome to see you guys out there and just representing. And uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of positives to say this year. Um, you know, I, I'm just worried about Derek Carr's uh, knee slash ankle injury. I've been trying to look up the info on that. So if you guys have it, um, if you give that to me or you know give it to the Brady Nation here on, you know when when you guys get back and and uh, put out your next next podcast, that would be great because um, you know I'm just so worried about that because that you know Derek Carr is and hopefully will be our future and just uh, you know we hope he's healthy and and everything's okay with him. But um, one thing I do want to say about uh, about the game, uh, 
are the commentators. We had uh, the beard, quote unquote, the beard and the bird on there. Okay, so that's down south, Dan or yeah, was it Dan South and some other douche on there. Um, well, at the sports bar I was at, DJ's dugout, they had the Jets and and uh, whoever they were playing. They had that game on over the over the speakers, so I asked them to switch, and there was no Jets fans there because I'm in Omaha, and obviously there's no Jets fans in Omaha because there's no Jets fans anywhere except for New York. But So I had them change the, the sound over to the Raiders game because there was about 20 of us there. And uh, so they did so, and man, I got to tell you, throughout the whole game, this, and excuse my language, because I was super pissed off, but this fucking cocksucking jizz does one asshole, Dan Fouts, okay, was just dogging the Raiders, dogging the Raiders, dogging the Raiders, dogging the Raiders. And, and he, he would throw out little little tidbits of positive about us, but just dog, 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 dog. And I swear to God, um, I'm a Christian man, and 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 I'm I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But I am Raider Nation, and I would curb stomp that son of a bitch if I saw him. And I hope this isn't too violent. Well, matter of fact, I know it's not too violent. But uh, I hope it's not too violent, and you guys put this on because I just had to say that anybody listening to the to the broadcast and and hearing these two guys talk. It was just horrible, and this 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 son of a bitch was just a, a piece of crap. And I can't believe that they actually pay him to be a commentator. Um, just, I mean, it was horrible. So anyway, anyway, I just wanted to say that, and to see you guys out there was awesome. And hopefully, you know, with this bye week, we can get our shit together, and um, hopefully get a win this year. So with that, Raider Nation, silver and black, to my boy, baby. Let's go. Later, Nation. I'm out. Well, first, Derek Carr has a high ankle sprain. It's a hard thing to come back from. Many players suffer the entire season with that once it happens. And he also has an MCL sprain. But he says, and I'm sure it'll happen, that he'll be back for the San Diego game. So, what can you say? It's a tough kid. I think he will be back. I think he is injured. And I hope Sperano finds a way to save this kid from a pummeling this year, which he certainly doesn't deserve. Hey, Mark Davis better get his shit straight. I can't say it enough. And as far as Dan Flautus, because he's big as a house, big fat guy, it's supposed to be a home game, man. This game in London was a home game. So why didn't we have a home game announcer? Well, there you go. He's always going to be a hater because we beat his ass and he never made it to the show. That's in his grill no matter what. Thanks for the call, brother. Our next caller, Raider 1 from Virginia. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Raider Greg and Raider Randy? This is Raider 1 calling from Virginia. I'm a first-time caller. I listen to your podcast at the time you come on. But, man, I got to say, I'm calling you now, right when they're announcing the firing of Dennis Allen. And I'm kind of kind of excited. I really don't know who they're going to pick up to be our interim. I'm hearing those reports that it's going to be Greg Olson, which I hope that it's not. Because his vanilla play calling, I can't even call it vanilla. It's just been sour. It's been bland. It has no taste, no flavor. At least vanilla has some type of flavor. 
his play calling and schemes has just been atrocious to say the least. I mean, gosh, it's just been horrible. And with Dennis Allen now gone, maybe we can try to salvage our season somewhat because right now it's looking like we're not even going to smell the playoffs. So we just got to be realistic about that. I mean, and then it's not all Dennis Allen's fault neither. It's really not. It starts from the top. And I'm starting with Reggie McKenzie. I want to start with Mark Davis, but I, I'm giving him a pass because he said the smartest thing that I've heard in a long time, which was he knows what he doesn't know. So he's he hired people. And Reggie McKenzie comes in and fires Hugh Jackson. We was one game removed from the playoffs. All we got to do was win the one game against San Diego, but we lost it. But that's what, that was because our defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. But he finally come in and he fired Hugh and bring in his guy. And I get tired of hearing that, his guy, his guy. No, we don't need his guy. We need the right guy. And just like Amy Trash said last year, Dennis Allen was not the man for the job. That's why she left. She knew that this organization wasn't going anywhere. She got tired of it. Stop trying to bring in your guy because it was a domino effect. Reggie McKenzie comes in, he brings in his guy. And then Dennis Allen comes in and brings in his guy. And see, that's the domino effect. That's the trickle-down effect right there. So we just got a clean house come off-season. I really can't speculate and say who I would like to to, to to coach because I have to wait to the end of the year to see what goes on and see who's out there. But but it starts with Reggie McKenzie. And I believe after the, after the season ends, he's gone too. Granted, he didn't have a great draft this year. He really did, but you just look at the body of work. I mean, geez, his first year to come in, who are who are who are our cornerbacks? They bring in Ron Bartell and, Sh- and Shante Spencer, injury prone guys. Did nothing. Okay, they scrapped them, and last year they bring in Mike Jenkins and Tracy Porter. Okay, after last year they scrapped them, bring in DJ Hayden. And then this year, Terrell Brown and Carlos Rogers. And I'm quite sure next year is going to be a whole new group of cornerbacks. There's no continuity there, and they always talk about continuity. But what's the continuity when it comes to our defensive backs? You keep bringing in all of these injury-prone players. And that's why I say it goes back to me saying it's not all Dennis Allen's fault. But he cannot lead men. He was not a leader of men. Okay, I don't see the passion. I don't see the fire on the sidelines. I'm quite sure there's no passion, there's no fire or excitement in the locker room. Come halftime, what's the halftime adjustments? There's nothing going on. So, you know, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead on and end it. I'm not going to leave leave a wrong, wrong message, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy about the firing. I really don't like for a guy to be fired, but... I'm 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 right along with the rest of the Red Nation. I'm tired of losing. Jesus, I, I I'm so tired of losing. I'm tired tired of this, this the jokes that the analysts of NFL, NFL Network and ESPN just keep throwing on us. We are exactly who they say we are, and I'm sick and tired of it. Just like everyone else, everyone else. So, with that being said, let's see who they pick up, and let's try to take it from there. Peace. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as bringing in defensive backs. That's not the only position Reggie McKenzie has blown. He needs to go. McKenzie sucks. He's a terrible general manager, terrible judge of talent, and uh, 
We need someone in here. Let's bring somebody in here as a general manager with experience who has connections in the NFL and the league. You know, this Reggie McKenzie, this shit about us starting over with rookies, rookie GMs, rookie coaches, that's some bullshit. And next we have Raider Prof. What's going on, man? You disagree? (laughs) It's all good, brother. Hey, Raider Greg. This is uh, Raider Prof. I've been called in for a while, but uh, I don't know. Right, you got an awesome podcast, uh, but I got to. Uh, we might disagree. <laughs> so I just, I'm thinking uh, Dennis Allen. You know, he just uh, he didn't get a fair chance with his team, and I mean, maybe he's a bad coach, but I just think it's it's hard to tell when he had subpar talent, you know, first of all. I mean, he might have the worst talent in the NFL on this team. And, um, you know, at least they, they, they signed some of the free agents. But these guys, I mean, these guys, their own teams didn't really go after him. And, uh, and, you know, it makes them wonder if they're so good still if they have anything left. And how come, you know, nobody, they didn't get, nobody tried to sign him really. And uh, they never were the best at their position, like Woodley and, Justin Tuck, and uh, and so there's that thing. I got excited too before the season started. There are no guarantees these guys are going to produce, or you know we're going to be you know we're going to pass up Denver or uh, you know San Diego. So there's that, and um, you know it's so it's like unless there's good talent on the field or competitive players. I mean, how do we know that it's the coaching and not not the players that that are out there? You know, I mean, could Lombardi win, win with these guys? Um, and I'm thinking, no. And, and they say, well, you had three years, but those first two years, we, you know, there was definitely, I mean, it was by far the worst uh, amount of talent on any team in the NFL. And they didn't even have any draft picks like the first year. You know how, you know what it was. And, and so how is he supposed to win with that? And how is anybody supposed to win? And, and I just am concerned that this is why players don't want to sign with the Raiders. Because they you know blame the coach for everything and it's bad management at the top. Um, don't have any quality teams, so and there's so many reasons. Um, you know, uh, and, and his car. You know, I just um, you know he's got potential, but right now he's one of the worst quarterbacks. Still, he's not you know uh, in um, Manning the you know category or level or anything like that. And so, or um, even, you know, some of the better quarterbacks, he's, he's just, they're blitzing him and he gets scared and he's throwing the ball to the first receiver open. I mean, to the short receivers that aren't, you know, that only, you know, for two yard gains and they're barely, they don't have any uh, separation. So he's got to get better. And they're in the, that happens almost every time we got the worst receiving core, you know how it is. I mean, the second, our second string linebackers are the worst I've ever seen, you know, and I, I, that's not, uh, you know, Allen's fault. I mean, you know, and they've only been, you know, playing starting for one game. Yeah, they got mixed up a lot of them in the secondary, but this is, we have incredible injuries, you know, and it's like, uh, so I'm just, I hope they get Gruden now, get Chucky, but, you know, we, we can't have a revolving door of coaches, you know, or, you know, we're not going to be taken seriously and nobody's going to sign with us or get a decent coach, you know. That's the big picture, you know, that's just what I'm, Worried about, you know, but, uh, yeah, so, but I want to see him win, too. All right, uh, we got to keep the faith, and, uh, yeah, I'm interested in your comments. All right, 
Take it easy. Later. Well, I don't believe Allen is a good coach. I think he's a okay defensive coordinator when you give him championship players like he had in Denver. I also think that the um, Reggie McKenzie is telling Allen to make a steak dinner, and McKenzie's handing him a slab of liver. So you can't make steak dinner with liver, and that's the problem. It starts at the top. Mark Davis needs to pull his head out of his ass. And fire and hire himself an experienced winning general manager and let him construct this football team. Because Reggie is way out of his league and he is a terrible, terrible observer of talent. I'll tell you that right now. And the proof is in our team. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Jen Raider. Calling from Glasgow, Scotland, the Raider Nation is truly worldwide. Check it out. Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Jem Raider calling from Glasgow in Scotland. Well, I was down here in London, and it was a weekend of many firsts. It's not the first time I've been to London, but this is a weekend of many firsts. First time I saw the Oakland Raiders playing live. First time the Mrs. Little mouse raider, she saw them being at a game as well. And, uh, but the whole weekend was an absolute blast. We got down there, we seen some great sights. The Raider Nation from all over the world got some great photographs, met some great people, and had an absolute blast. Went to the stadium, first time being to Wembley ever, and that was absolutely fabulous, amazing. And I'm sure all you guys in the States and all over the Raider Nation totally loved it as well. Um, they put out a great show. Def Leppard absolutely rocked the joint. The Raiderettes, stunning. Did some great moves. The game started. We went right down, scored seven points straight off off the bat. Derek Carr did a good little job there. And then after that, <laughs> we sucked. And we know it. But we are the Raiders. We know we're pretty crap for them at the moment. But the one thing is, I'm not going to blame Dennis Allen for this. We actually should be blaming the players. Dennis Allen and the crew brought in some players here. They thought we are going to bring, as they always say, veteran leadership. The veterans themselves said, we are here to show how to win. We have won the championship. Well, these guys can't catch the ball. They can't catch the cold in the Antarctic fan and absolutely bollock naked. These guys can't block a drain. They couldn't block anything. What can you say? These are the guys that go out in the field. This is now the second time they've just said it's embarrassing, but these are the guys that go out there on the field and they're making the plays. Derek Carr is a great young quarterback. We can, we can see he's got, he's got the talent there, but the thing is, it's history repeating themselves with the Carr family. They've got a good quarterback boy there in that family, and he's going to get ruined by playing in front of a bad defence. Matt McGloin is the man that should have been out there in the first place. I always said that. Um, I thought he was the best. Matt Schaub, decent quarterback, but he's finished. You can't play him. But still, we are the nation. It all went well for the Raider Nation people. And I spent nearly a £1,000 just coming from Scotland down to, like, down to England to see the game. You guys must have spent nearly double that. And is this acceptable for anybody who's spending that sort of money and travelling down to see the Raiders? What we're watching here is the Poseidon adventure right in front of us. We've got Roddy McDowell is uh, being played by Dennis Allen. We've got Reggie McKenzie, Shelley Winters. 
he's playing Shirley Winter's part. And then we've got our captain, Mark Davis, Leslie Nielsen, a.k.a. Leslie Nielsen. What can we say, huh? What can we say about that? We are sinking. We're sinking fast. And, uh, and uh, right at the end of it, once the boat capsizes, there's only going to be a few survivors. And the, those survivors are just going to be the fans of the nation. Still, roll on week number six. We're going to take a couple of weeks out here now. See how it goes. Maybe we'll win. I don't know. We could be actually be going for an absolutely disastrous season here with no ones at all. But even in saying that, we'll still support the Raiders. We're still all fans. We're still the Raider Nation. But changing the changing the manager, changing the head coach, Dennis Allen, I don't think he's actually the reason here. These players need to get their finger out of their ass, as you would say, and start playing for that jersey. Start earning that money. Instead of just taking the team and the fans for a ride to get one more paycheck because no other club would actually take them on, they've got to actually start earning the corner. And if not, chase them all out, bring the guys out of reserve. Hell, even go back to any any team, bring in some players who've never played the, the uh, played NFL football in their lives. College football players, get them in because they're certainly playing better than experienced veteran Super Bowl winners, call uh, um, NFL players. Anyhow, that's my rant over. Raider Randy, Raider Greg, pleasure as always speaking to you. Raider Nation, we rock. The team sucks, but we rock. Bye for now. Very well said, brother. The Poseidon Adventure is a classic. That is perfect. And we do rock. The Raider Nation rocks. Check this out, man. Guy comes all the way from Scotland to check out the Raiders. Amazing time. He's, he laid it out just like it should be. And, well, let's just hope for the best. Could be the worst season ever, like he says. And this is a fan from Scotland, man. The Raider Nation is freaking amazing. This next caller I met at the party, the pre-party, this guy is cool, man. Raider Stockholm, Dave, what is up, man? Raider Nation, this is Raider Stockholm, Dave. I just want to tell you, Greg, that we had a great time in London at the pregame party. Meeting you was like meeting Santa Claus. You built the cake. We met Freddie Belitnikoff. He was awesome to talk to. We met Teddy the Stork Hendricks. We met Lincoln Kennedy. We had a great time. We had a great time seeing you Friday night with all the Raider Nation. And we had a great time Saturday seeing you and your buddies, Crusader Raider, Gorilla Rilla. We had a great time. Well, <laughs> after the first drive, well, we'll just put that in the sack and uh, see what happens in the next two weeks. But uh, thanks again, man. Good to see you, and we'll see you on the other side. Raider Stockholm Dave, we're out. That kind of sums it up. He, uh, Raider Stockholm Dave brought two of his very good friends, uh, Saints, Saints fans, who wore their jerseys, which I thought was very admirable to the party, which was cool. Great guys. The party was off the chain. You heard him. We know how to roll, man. And here are these guys from Stockholm. 
partying it up with the Raider Nation. Unbelievable time. Thanks for all the fun, man. We had a great time, bro. And our next caller, my very good brother, the Desert Raider. Raider Sid, that is. Raider Nation. It's Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. Well, the fucking hammer came down. Dennis Allen is the fuck out of there. Ain't nobody going to be following anybody in the battle with that guy. He just didn't have it. And you know what? He's Reggie McKenzie's guy. So, Reggie McKenzie, your ass is on the motherfucking chopping block now because you're on fucking thin ice. All this shit's because of you, man. This was your fucking plan. You wanted fucking Dennis Allen. You wanted fucking nap. Where are those fuckers now? You wanted the zone blocking scheme. That was bullshit. You wanted to fucking let Valdir and Houston go. They're fucking gone. Where the fuck are we now? Your first round draft choices. DJ Hayden. Really? So far, that motherfucker's a bust. Khalil Mack looks like he might be the real deal, but who knows how long he's going to hang around for. Derek Carr seems to be the shit. I think that's what's setting your ass right now. So Mr. McKenzie, you better fucking get your fucking shit together. You've made too many motherfucking mistakes on a team where you can't afford to make any motherfucking mistakes. Let's go out there and play some fucking football. Let's try not to embarrass the fucking fans and the entire organization. We're getting laughed at by fucking everyone. Golfers are fucking laughing at us. Badminton players are fucking laughing at us. Come on, Reggie. Pull your head out of your ass. You better get a fucking coach in there that can inspire these motherfuckers to play some ball. Hell, go go, go fucking get Q Jackson. At least Mr. fucking Bubbles got up to 8-8. Eight eight. Son of a bitch. He had some fucking fire. He had some fucking offensive creativity. Let's go, Raiders. I'm the fuck out of here. Well, I think the Raider Nation feels the same way. We're all in the same boat, man. Sweeping changes are necessary, and we all see it. They could talk all day long until they're purple, but the truth is very evident, and we know it. Thanks for the call, brother. Our next caller is Raider Mike from the ATL. What is going on, man? Atlanta's beautiful. Let me just say that. Great Raider Nation up in Atlanta. What's happening, man? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Mike in the ATL. Original, South Central original. I'm so fucking glad they fired Dennis Allen. I feel better. This son of a bitch, the retarded pig Reggie McKenzie, has got to go right behind him. It's mostly his fault. He brought in his guy. He sucked. He sucks as a GM. DJ Hayden ain't seen the field yet, and you were going to take that son of a bitch at three no matter what? Thank God Miami suckered and we got was able to get down and get an extra second round pick. Even though we should have had a first with that, let me know you're not a fucking GM. Another thing, you had five GM interviews before and never got a second one. It's time for him to go, too. Let's clean this shit up. 
get a coach in here and a GM that can work with them, and let's get some fucking wins. Hugh Jackson's over there at fucking Cincinnati. They're looking like fucking all-stars. No, we had that shit. He was willing to be a lame duck. You know, I don't want him. I want my guy. Your guy sucks. You got rid of everybody that Al had so you can try to take the credit. So take the credit for this bullshit and this fucking sorry-ass situation you put us in. Let's get him out of there real quick. We finally got a quarterback in Derek Carr. I like Carr. But he was fucking hurt Sunday. You seen him hurt. Your dumbass didn't even call a timeout. You're, you're not a fucking coach. Get your ass somewhere else. You picked the wrong fucking guy from Denver staff. Look at the guy in fucking San Diego. And I hate them son of a bitches. But they're fucking winning. Man, we, it ain't like our talent is depleted. You brought on all these fucking old guys that ain't doing shit. Gave our fucking money away for nothing. Maurice Jones-Drew is nothing like what he was, man. Give me some fucking... Hey, but look at my man in fucking New York. You let him go. That motherfucker's over there running all over the place. Valdez protecting fucking Arizona's blind side. Fucking the backup is looking like an all-star. What the fuck happened to our team? All the talent out accumulated. You fucking let go. You're a fucking sorry son of a bitch, and I hope your ass burns. I bet you never get another fucking GM job. I bet that shit. So come on, Raider Nation. We got to stick together. We got to get our shit together. We need a fucking coach that matters. Somebody's going to put the foot in the ass. I like Gruden, but when Frisco get rid of Harbaugh, if Gruden don't come, bring that motherfucker in because I think he can win. We ain't that far away, man. We got young talent. We just need a fucking coach that can lead and knows how to win. Raider Nation, you know I love you. Love all y'all. But fucking get rid of Reggie's ass now. Mark Davis, man, if you need some balls, I can get you some. Please get rid of this son of a bitch. I'm out. Raider Mike, ATL. Love the nation. Peace. Now, Raider Mike figures it out, man, because that's exactly what I think. Reggie McKenzie sucks ass. As general manager, not only a poor judge of talent, but a poor judge of coaching talent. How could he let Dennis Allen pick Greg Olson and before that, Greg Knapp as our offensive coordinator? He is an idiot. An idiot, and he needs to move on and find something else to do. Who knows? Maybe janitorial? Great call, brother. I agree with you 100%. And here he comes. Raider D from the IE up in the house. What's going on, Raider D? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is your boy, Raider D from the IE. I'm just checking in, man. I didn't have, didn't have a whole lot to look forward to after the, the uh, buffoonery I saw out on the field. Sunday against the Dolphins, man, that was uh, that was amazingly bad. Uh, Derek Carr gets hurt, fucking guts out, throws a fucking beautiful pass on fucking one leg, and these motherfuckers don't help him off the field. You know, Dennis Allen had to go. There's something wrong with the team when they're not even willing to stand up, help. Them. They don't even know what to do in a situation like that. What the fuck is going on in Oakland? Then they fired this motherfucker. I had my head down, dudes, and I lifted my head, and I saw the sun. 
Now we got a cool a, a head coach. I mean, we're in a little bit of disarray. Let's be real about it. We have talented players, but they have no leadership. Now we're going to put somebody who's a proven leader at the head coaching spot. And uh, the only problem is you still got the two shitty coordinators. Maybe he can uh, he can uh, use some of his influence and put a different type of uh, attitude on that uh, in the coaching staff. And that'll translate to a different attitude on the field. Uh, I'm not going to break down the game. There's really nothing good to talk about on that game. I do want to fucking bag on Mr. McGloin. I am not. I said it again. I'm not a fan. And uh, regardless of that, look, when you miss the fucking snap, you hustle and get the ball. What the fuck was he doing? Watching this motherfucker score? How the fuck? I mean, God damn. I saw a play later that that evening when uh, Drew Brees threw an interception. Motherfuckers swerving back down the field, left, right. And guess who made the tackle? The fucking quarterback. You know, there's, there's, there's one thing about having guts and heart and being a tough little fucker. This little Rudy motherfucker. This really reminds me of Rudy from the fucking that movie. You know, probably shouldn't make the team. Probably shouldn't get on the field. But Rudy had guts. You know what I'm saying? Well, goddammit, when you make a mistake, when you get a chance to fucking show them what you're made of, don't fucking stand there and watch this motherfucker recover your fucking fumble and go 50 yards. Come on, man. I remember once, um, trying to think who the fucker was, kicked the fucking ball was on the ground. I think it was Philip Rivers. Looked like a dork. But the play was blown dead right there. Like a fool, but the play was blown dead right there. Kick the fucking ball or something. I don't know what the fuck you do, but don't sit there and watch that motherfucker. I mean, I'm not saying I don't know what the fuck you do. I don't know what he could have done. What we shouldn't do is sit there and watch this motherfucker go 50 yards. Anyway, next job this week, huh? This ought to be interesting. Well, we got to buy this week, but uh, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, bro, hope to see you guys out there Thursday night. Ready to charge us. I'm coming. I'll let your boy. Ready D and I'm out. The team is not playing football, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if it's leadership. Who knows what it is? I know that everybody has an excuse, and there's so many that nobody's accountable. That's where we are. Nobody's accountable for shit. Somebody needs to get their ass. He, Allen isn't the only head on the block here. I mean, come on, man. So, anyway, yeah, McGloin, everybody. Uh, poor effort, unbelievable lack of effort for the the so-called champions that are on this team. I, You know, I don't care if I did have a Super Bowl ring. I'd feel like a real piece of shit if I played like one. Thanks for the call, brother. I will see you at the game. Our next caller, my good brother, Rada Malik from Tucson, Arizona. What's going on, bro? I can't wait. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Ray Mal- uh, Ray Malik. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. I'm all discombobulated still from that game. Uh, unfucking believable, man. It was embarrassing to say the least. Uh, people were laughing at the screen. 
it's I mean no words, man. Uh they just they look like a team that doesn't really know how to play football. And uh Dennis Howell's been fired. Uh, on one side, I, th- I think it's wonderful. On the other side, you know, there's always a doubt, you know, did he really have a chance and blah, 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 this and that, inconsistency with coaching, blah, blah, blah. Look, man, 8 and fucking 28. End of story. Sorry. Uh, you you had your cap issue, that was gone. You had your draft issue, that was gone. You got some good players. Um, wow, I mean... I really don't know what to say, man. And Olsen with this fucking offensive scheming, uh, they just they don't open things up. And now Carr's hurt. Uh, it's it's going to be a long season, man. Long season. And Sperano, interim coach, fine. Don't leave the guy as a permanent head coach. We've seen his act before. He's a, he's a good offensive line coach. Let him do that. Stay in your lane. Uh Bring in somebody else. I'm sure everybody's thinking about Gruden. Obviously, that's going to happen, but just bring in somebody who can who can make make a difference. Maybe bring one of these guys that's not coaching anymore, like you know Brian Billick or Tony Dungy, you know somebody like that. Somebody that's going to bring some some structure to the organization to this team and show these players how to win, man. Because they look lost, and the fact that. <laughs> Some scrub Sims off the bench is, is going to touchdown, and you see three Raiders trailing him, including Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. That said it all to me. That, that, that was it. And, you know, McGloin comes in, fumbles everywhere, tries to make the tackle, and I'd be remiss to exclude the fact that McKenzie and Tarver also are part of this. McKenzie, I think he'll be around for a little longer. You still have a chance to turn things around. Tarver, I don't know, man. That defense, it's it's horrible right now. But they're playing hard. They just don't seem to know how to play. I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless, man. I, I I can't even get my thoughts together. I'm just I'm just wow, you know. Radio Nation till I die, but wow, it's really hard right now. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, it felt really good, made me really proud to see all the Raider fans out there in fucking London. London, England, man, across the sea. That says it all. And Skip Bayless said it the best. Radio Nation fans are the best in the league, and that place called the Black Hole is the best spot. And uh, prior to that, um, never going to give up on this team, but we got to turn it around. So much love to everybody. And uh, Raider Malik, I'm out. Peace. What else can you really say, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> For sure. None of us know what to say. It's just freaking, it's like Night Gallery, which was a horror thing. Let's see, what's in oh, the Twilight Zone? That's a good one. People remember that. I could just see Rod Serling stepping into the field and saying they think they're watching a football game. You know, <laughs> The Outer Limits... I could go on. It is uncomprehensible that champions can play like buffoons. So we'll just have to see what happens, bro. We're all on the ride. We can't stop the ride now. The roller coaster is moving. (laughs) Thanks for the call, man.
And our next caller, the man, not the myth, my very good friend, Money Man, has spoken. Radar. Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. Yeah, baby. Well, you know already what I've been saying about this regime. And yes, I slept like it was December 24th a couple of nights ago. Yes, I did. Because you know how I felt about that bride, that boss, prick son of a bitch that is no longer our head coach. Thank you, Santa Claus. But now, we're moving on to Sperano, Mackenzie, you know, your ginger ass is on the hot seat, too, because you brought that shit here. And now with Sperano, you're going to have to allow him to do some things, but at the same time, if you see that it's not what's in the best interest of the Raiders, unlike you did with Dennis Allen while you let him fuck this team off, playing his phase, Playing whites over blacks, yes, he did. I said that. You're going to have to put your big, fat-ass red foot down and let it be known that it's not going to happen if you want your job in the future. Now, hopefully this team can win a few games. You know, I believe this will spark them. They know also that their job's on the line, and they're going to be held accountable. And we'll see, you know, a more competitive team that's going to fight harder and at least know what the fuck's going on on defense. Now, moving on to I'm going to step on the, the next year, and I know people are uh, wondering who our next head coach going to be. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I have a strong feeling it's going to be Chucky. And I know people going to be like, well, he ain't going to leave that cushy-ass job at ESPN. I'm like, okay, first of all, Gruden wants to be a head coach again. He has that fire and tenacity to be a head coach. And he wants to coach the Raiders, believe it or not, people. It's just the fact that he's, his son was still in high school. And he, that was one of the things that held him back from becoming a head coach. He wanted to wait until his son graduated. And his son graduates next year. So you better keep that in mind while all you son of bitches out there talking about grew not going to come here. Because, yes. And we also know that Mark Davis will pay him whatever it takes to get here. That won't be a bullshit that two million dollar contract that Dennis Allen had, which he didn't deserve two fucking pennies. But he will pay Gruden whatever and give him whatever authority he wants, final say you name it, in order to get him back in black. And in saying that Raider Nation, Raider Gray, you know I always told you that we should have let that fucker go, but I ain't gonna go there. I'm out. Well, I'm not unhappy that he's gone, and I'm not unhappy they got fired. 
I'm kind of glad. I think it was time. You had to give him enough time, at least till the beginning of the season, and this is the beginning of the season, and his time has come, and it is gone. And if Chucky comes back, Chucky, Chucky. that would be quite amazing. Trust me. But it is a possibility. Greg Papa said so, and if he says so, you got to think where there's smoke, there's some fire, brother. Yes, the Raiders are starting over, but we need to start over with the right guy, just like you say. Thanks for the call, man. You know it's always good. I love hearing it. And our next caller, my very good friend, Raider Frank. Man, this guy is a true fan in the parking lot. <laughs> rain or shine, a lot of rain lately. So what's going on, Frank? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, how you doing? This is Raider Frank. How's it going today? Well, after that press conference, I don't know what to say. Reggie McKenzie, he looked like a fish out of water. He couldn't speak. He didn't know how to answer questions. And this is the guy that's supposed to be the main face of an organization, the guy who makes the decisions. I know public speaking is not easy, but uh, he should have at least some ability to do that. When he's going out in front of reporters, he's supposed to exude confidence. He's supposed to know what he's talking about, and he just looked like he was scared. To the contrary, Sperano, he went out there and he knew what he was going to do. He knew how to, how to handle the reporters. It looked like he was speaking firmly with confidence, and he may not know what our team is going to be or look like, but I think and I believe he can come up with a plan. He just seems like that kind of guy. But uh, for Mark Davis to give Reggie another chance, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, he, Reggie just looked like he didn't want to have to speak about Alan, you know, his buddy, his, his first hire, his first love, maybe, as we would call it. You know, it was just it was just a horrible thing to watch. Anyway, you know, and Mark Davis, he should have been out there too. He should have been out there front and center as the owner. But, you know, from what I heard, he didn't want to go out there. And to me, I don't know if you would call it cowardly or... You know, he's another guy who doesn't exude a lot of confidence when he speaks. So maybe he knows better and just told Reggie to go out there and handle it. As far as player evaluation and players, we know that Reggie has not done a good job. This year, at least we've had a couple of guys that that are still out there playing that have played. But up leading up to this year, we know the players that he's drafted haven't done anything. Hopefully going forward, if he's still there, you know, he'll do a better job. As far as the rest of the season goes, you know, we know it's pretty much looking like it's going to be a doomed season. Our linebackers are hurting. We're picking up guys off the street and, and, and starting them. Our defensive backs can't cover. Again, our linebackers can't cover or, or, or rush. 
Our defensive line can't stop the run. And now Derek Carr on offense is hurt. Um, now, so does that mean McGloin is going to be the starter since Schaub's been out for the last two weeks? Looks like it. We'll see how we'll do. If he can create a spark. We're down on wide receivers as well with Rod Streeter going into surgery. Looking kind of bleak, Raider fans. But I'll still be out there cheering them on in the parking lot. We're about tailgate going. And I know all of you guys, the faithful Raider Nation, will be out there cheering them on. We'll see you there. Raider Frank. Bye. That is very true. McKenzie looked like he needed some serious Prozac. Yeah, he was definitely nervous, and he should have been. He had no class. He didn't, first of all, he didn't, when you fire someone that you've been with for three years and dedicated some project, and you fire him over the telephone, that is classless, bro. That is no class at all. At least you give the guy an opportunity and a dignity to look him in the face and say, we didn't get it done. However you do it, you do it in person, and you get it done man-to-man. The telephone, that's cowardice. It shows a lack of confidence and a, lot, a, a lack of, of moral fiber as far as I'm concerned. So on that note, I'll see you in the parking lot too, man. We got to ride this ride. You know, you can't get off the roller coaster. You might want to, but you just can't. So I'll see you at the game, brother. And our next caller was a very, very big surprise. Uh, Raider Nick from the UK, very good guy, man. I'm telling you right now, from the first time I met him earlier in the week, we spent a lot of time together. True Raider fan to the core. Uh, Just a great all-around super dude. What is going on, Nick? It was a pleasure. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Raider Nick from the UK. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, pleasure to see you over here when you come over, guys, and everyone else that come over from the States. You know who you all are. It was wonderful, wonderful to meet you all. The whole weekend was fantastic leading up to the game. We all know how the game went. I'll get onto that in a minute. But the time that we spent with Greg and Randy and everyone else visiting London sites and going to the soccer game, as you called it, on the Saturday with Crusader Red and everyone else was wonderful. It was a pleasure to meet you all. And then came Sunday. And apart from that very first drive, the rest of the evening was just pure shit. It was so disappointing, deflating. It's taken me three days to get over it before I can make this call without having to swear too much. But getting rid of Dennis Allen, I think that's just the beginning. We haven't really got to the foundations and got rid of the real people that we need to get rid of. I'd have got rid of all the coaching staff just for that one play when we let Derek Carr have to walk off on his own. Hell, I'd have got rid of him for allowing him to play one more play when he was injured. It was wrong. They shouldn't have done it. It's immature. It's embarrassing. I'm out. There you go, man. Check it out. A little bit pissed off, to say the least. You know, it was great. We had a great time, just like he said. We had so much fun. The party, the buses, the whole nine yards was off the chain. And then the game. I remember Nick leaning over at the first touchdown. After we marched down the field, we looked pretty good. We went all the way down, scored a touchdown. Boom, boom, boom. 
And he goes, yeah, we're going to do good, huh, Greg? And I said, (laughs) I remember saying, Nick, it takes 60 minutes to win this game. Let's just see. And after that, (laughs) well, we saw what it was. Nick, what the hell? The majority of the time we spent together was Raider Nation, a lot of fun, just a real great vibe. And then the game, so what? We didn't play. These guys have to play, and they have to look at themselves in the mirror, I hope, and see who they are. Great time, brother. Hope you can make it to a game in Oakland. We will take care of you. Trust me. The next caller, our last caller, but never the least caller, my very, very good friend, Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. And let me tell you, man, this guy will lay the entire London experience on you right now. He is going to tell you what went down and how it went. I love this call. Thank you so much, Keith. My host for the week with his family, an absolute family experience all the way around with the nation. This just sums up this entire trip. Lay it out, my brother. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, with a very sore voice calling you from London, England. Now, let's get the depressing part out of the way. The Raiders lost in London. They didn't perform. They weren't coached very well. We didn't play a great game. We didn't block. It all went wrong on the field. That's done. Let's draw the line. Dennis Allen's gone. Nice guy. Really nice fella. But unfortunately, he couldn't coach our team to any, any victories of late. Now, the good news. What a week. What a week we had in London. Raider fans travelled in from all over the world, from Italy, Germany, Holland, France, America, Canada, Mexico. They were everywhere. And, of course, don't forget my convict friend, Oscar, all the way in from Australia. We had an awesome time in in London with the Raider Nation. I want to personally thank everybody who uh, travelled from wherever it was in the world to come and join us uh, in London. For, for the week and for the events. We had a great, great time with you here in London. We had uh, uh, Raider Greg and Randy were able to join us, along with Lisa uh, and my wife, at uh, supporting a charity for young people with autism on the Wednesday. On the Thursday, we had a lecture about the NFL and the development of the Oakland Raiders at uh, King's College in London with Anthony, and I thank you for that. And then Friday, those two open-top bus tours around the city, seeing all them city workers coming out of their windows on the top of the buildings, in the street, waving to the members of the Black Hole and the Raider Nation that was travelling around on those open-top buses, will never, ever be matched by any other NFL team that comes to London. Add to that the Friday night party where we had over 300 visitors come and join us. We had the great Fred Blitnikoff uh, doing a question-and-answer session. We were joined by uh, JT the Brick. We were joined by Ted Hendricks. Um, you know, it was just awesome, an absolutely awesome night. And then when we came to, to uh, the Saturday, we had the Regent's Park, uh, a Regent's Street uh, Festival, Fans Festival. Again, absolutely brilliant. Over half a million people turned out uh, to attend that event. Late in Orient in the afternoon. Sorry we couldn't give you a win to those guys who joined us at Late in Orient. Uh, and then obviously then Saturday morning, uh, Sunday morning we had the brunch in uh, 
uh, Farringdon, where again over 100, 150 people joined uh, joined together for breakfast before heading on the train down to uh, the, the uh, stadium. And what a memorable time that was on that station platform when we when we when we when we sort of invaded the station and the poor station master she'd never known what had hit her on a Sunday morning. And there's just a few things we must remember when travelling on the trains from uh, London to Leighton Orient and travelling around. Don't forget Radio Nation, change at Hoban, and mind the gap. Then, obviously now the game was over, the fans, some went to the after party, some people went to other parties. We were lucky that uh, uh, Oscar, Randy, Lisa, uh, Raider Greg uh, could join friends and families for a nice Chinese meal along with Deanna and Rene. And we had a great meal together on the Monday night before fans headed back to their relevant countries uh, and, and headed home. What a great time. Yesterday the result at the stadium was poor but the turnout in the black hole was memorable and a great time was had by all. Can't wait to see you all in November for the Denver home game and the road trip down to San Diego. And let's hope that Tony can turn this team around because we so deserve better than what we're getting. Go Raiders. Well, that ends a very long show, but I hope well worth it for the Raider Nation. It was an epic week. We have changes in the wind, new coach, new philosophy. Let's hope some new results, but we got many things to deal with on this team. We got the Gruden thing going down. There is much to be covered the rest of the season, like I say. We're on the roller coaster. Can't get off. Cheer them on, man. Let's just see, man. The possibilities are limitless. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.